and gentlemen, hello and welcome to another edition of the Mr. Warren Hayes Show special prediction show edition because there's a pay-per-view right around the corner this Sunday, World Wrestling Entertainment presents Hell in a Cell, not the cell, it could be any old cell, but it's uh, it, there's going to be hell in it regardless and this is going to be Sunday and we are Saturday morning 11am on October the 5th. And when I say we, I do mean we, not only the wonderful people joining us live here on youtube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes, where these shows are recorded live every single time. And when I mean beautiful, wonderful people, I mean wonderful people like Theodorus Palastas, like Carlos <laughs> and Kristen Ashley. How you doing, Kristen? Good morning. Uh, Anthony Davis is here as well. Robert, Larry, Bernois, RJ, how you doing? Whole slew of folks hanging out here in the live chat here so the we these people here but also we we me and my guest today on the prediction show tony from the get the tables podcast who has graciously accepted my invitation to come on the show tony how are you doing this morning good to see you um, thank you. I'm glad to be here. Really appreciate you having me on. And I'm glad we are finally able to, to do a prediction show together. Yeah, you know, not to go too much inside baseball on this, but Tony and I have been working a long time <laughs> on trying to get trying to do something uh, together on, on, on the stream here. But, you know, life happens. But we find we're finally making it happen, which is fantastic. And Tony, just in case, you know, we do have people here who have uh, who are discovering you for the first time. Or perhaps know what you do, but just would like to hear about what you do again. <laughs> Why don't you tell everyone what uh, what you do as far as wrestling content creation on the interwebs? Ah, no problem. Uh, we are Get the Tables podcast. We are live on Twitch every Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Friday is more of a Impact watch party that we do over on our Twitch account where we just watch Impact. Which is cool. Kind of Which is yes, cool. I've been there a couple of times. I wish I could get there more often. Uh, but it's going to be tough these days with 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 my fightful uh, with my fightful uh, uh, stuff. But yeah, it, it is it, the 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 Impact watch alongs that you guys do. The watch parties are fantastic. It's all you have a great bunch of people there. Who hang out? It's fantastic. Yeah, it's a lot of good people. It's not trolling Impact or you know how some people are with Impact, but it, it's a really fun show. Thursdays we go over AEW, NXT. We show highlights of what went down of certain matches and kind of give our takes on it and get your guys' opinions on what goes down on those shows as well. And then Saturday is kind of our shoot the shit where we touch on everything going on in wrestling, go over the rumors and innuendos going around in wrestling as well. We'll do a prediction of a pay-per-view, which the following night and get you guys kind of ready of what's going on in the wrestling week ahead of us. So um, we're card over there. We also on, on Twitter, we live tweet every raw SmackDown, AEW NXT show. So we try to get involved with as much people as we can. So like I said, thank you for having us on. And I, uh, Looking forward to talk L in a cell with you, even though there's only four matches so far. <laughs> oh my God, that's ridiculous. And Kristen, who always looks out for me, she says in the chat, Impact is on Tuesdays now. Yes, yes. So, so um, now I feel really stupid. Thank little, to cl clarify that, yes, Impact is on Access on Tuesday nights. They will not have a premiere show until the 29th of October. So from now until October 29th, they're just going to be showing replays of pay-per-views that has happened this past year. 
Um, they still are running Impact on Twitch on Fridays until the 29th. Now, once they move to Tuesdays, I'm not sure if they're still going to simulcast. But uh, until the 29th of October, you can still watch Impact on Twitch on Friday nights. So, so I'm kind of right. I'm still kind of right. Like, yeah, you are. You are technically correct. Yes, <laughs> it's still it's still difficult anyway. <laughs> um, but um, so it's fantastic. And you guys do fantastic work. And I'm really, really glad that uh, that you're on today. To talk about the um, the four matches, as you mentioned, that we are excited <laughs> about <laughs> regarding Hell in a Cell. I mean, this is uh, this is unique. I don't remember. Let's get right into it. I don't remember a a, a pay per view, a WWE pay per view, being so underhyped, where you actually feel you feel a tangible lack of love towards where the day before the show there's right up until last night during smackdown there were still only three matches they added a an extra match a, a little later on in the evening i didn't uh, you know i woke up this morning and i went to check you know to, to put the, make our keep the outline up to date yeah and there was they, they added one match uh, this buildup, man, what do you think about it? I think it's a little weird. What do you think? What do you think about it? Uh, it's been very lackluster. It seems they're putting all their uh, attention towards Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks, that little Hell in the Cell match, and kind of neglected the, everything else going on in the card. And like we touched on earlier, the, the whole Super Showdown or uh, Crown Jewel and the debut of SmackDown on Fox really – put Hell in a Cell on the back burner to where they totally kind of put that aside and concentrated more on SmackDown and a uh, pay-per-view that's at the end of the month. Yeah, and it, to me it's fascinating that they made the decision to start talking about um, that the, that they started talking about uh, 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 Crown Jewel as soon as last Monday. You know, I, at some point it could be like, look, can we just, can we get to the point where this pay-per-view is properly hyped? Because we were talking about this just before going on air, and I think it, it bears being said out loud. If I had bought tickets to go see this show live, I'd be kind of I'd be kind of pissed because clearly WWE does not doesn't care about this show if we're the day before and nothing else has been hyped. Yeah, absolutely. They've you when you have three matches two nights before your pay per view, that's not really showing any type of interest in this pay-per-view and then guys that are going guys and gals excuse me are going to this pay-per-view and spending hard-earned money on this mm -hmm. and they're getting a lackluster performance from the wwe i wouldn't be happy and yeah you get to see the fiend and get to see seth rollins battle it out inside a cage but that's not really worth 80 90 dollars when you're only getting three other matches on the show it's just Unless they're kind of sad. Unless they go, uh, unless all these matches go one hour broadways. Yeah, <laughs> Iron Man matches for every match, I guess. And <laughs> and they really screwed themselves having the SmackDown debut two nights before the pay per view, and then announcing a draft a week after. It's just, it's not. It was really bad timing from the WWE. Uh, yeah, their their planning was a little uh, was a little off. I mean, but you know, then again, it's kind of on brand for them to have wonky mm -hmm. planning as well um yeah. so yeah i think we're in agreement right that there's uh there was a lot of uh overshadowing by the by the fox premiere i think that didn't, absolutely that didn't contribute at all here 
But, um, you know, since we only have four matches to talk about, why don't we talk about SmackDown last night? Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> I mean, let's do that. We're going to have to try and stretch this one out. Um, I thought, like, I, I watched the whole thing. I even held a watch along over on my Patreon, which you can uh, join if you want. Uh, Patreon.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. And, um, and I watched the whole thing. The My overall assessment... Like I, I thought, I thought it sounded out. I thought the show started off really, really strong with, uh, with the segment with Becky, The Rock, and Baron Corbin. I think that was perfect. Uh, the women had match of the night, uh, and they look, they all looked like superstars. And I thought it was a bold move for them to, to, to do so, to have, to start, to have the, the first match be the women and be in that sh- showcase position. I thought the rest was the rest of SmackDown was not designed for wrestling fans i feel Mm -hmm. like everything that was done was uh was conceived to appeal to the mainstream media get people taking pictures of braun and tyson fury kane velasquez um there was nothing of substance for wrestling fans for wwe fans that night um that's that's my overall what what did you think I, I agree with you. You know, you have an eight-man tag match just randomly put together just so you can have Braun and Tyson have a face-off outside the ring. Like, seriously. And then with the Brock and, and Kofi, you hype this match up. You have Kofi on Fox. You have Paul Heyman show up on Raw to hype the match up. You have Paul Heyman do an interview during the show to hype the match up. And then you give us a five-second match when Brock has had competitive matches with AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan and all them. And you give Kofi the shaft after six months of holding your title. Just, it just didn't seem right to me. And not only six months, Tony, not only six months, but a brilliant run there Mm -hmm. this year in WWE, there is no one that has been better booked as a champion as Kofi Kingston has. He's been booked smart like as a smart baby face which is a rarity in wwe booked super strong very protected he's probably lost two or three matches since february um and the entire story of the kofi run was 11 years of struggle 11 years of clawing my way to the top finally reach it this was not a proper pay, and I'm just talking in pure storyline terms here. This was not a proper payoff to a story, to the to this tale. I ultimately would not have minded if Brock had won should for, if Brock had won the title with Kofi having that struggle. You know, mm-hmm. having Brock be this symbol of his past 11 years but then he's got another mountain that just popped in front of him and that he's going to have to try and get over where he's at if if we had seen Kofi the fighter you know in tears sweating trying to take Brock down taking a hell of a beating but Brock just staying on top keeping the upper hand I would have been fine with it but this is mm-hmm. not how you pay off this is not how you pay off the story. Plus, on top of that, when Kofi lost, Kofi disappeared. 
Yeah. We didn't we didn't see him around the ring. We didn't see him like <laughs> we didn't even see, they didn't even give him a segment backstage. They did on on social media, but not on TV right. because oh, uh, we needed to have Cain Velasquez. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> you're absolutely 100% right. You That was just pure crap. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, you know, and I touched on it last night when we were on doing our watch party. I di- I didn't mind Brock winning. You know, I get the I get why they have Brock sure. as the champion going into SmackDown. I 100% understand that, but you cannot get there was what at least 10 minutes left in the show. You couldn't give me a 5-minute competitive match sure. where Kofi Kingston looks like he's going to beat Brock. You couldn't give me a Trouble in Paradise and a two count with Brock kicking out. You instead of having Kofi look like a dummy, run up to Brock and jump on him. Like, that looks so silly. And, there would, and you're right. And it makes I'm him sorry. look stupid. Now, that's it. That's an excellent point. And it makes him look stupid, whereas his entire run, he has not been stupid. Kofi mm-hmm. Kingston has been a very, very smart champion the whole way through. It just makes him look dumb. There's a yeah. um, uh, Theodorus in the in the, uh, in the the chat says, uh, let's, let's touch upon, upon Cain Velasquez a bit. And this will be a good yes. lead name. Lead in Velasquez, um, Ken Velasquez beat up Brock, uh, who uh, was not in great shape. Not, uh, not, you know, basically saying Ken Velasquez is not in great shape, but he went in to beat Brock up. He's not built jacked like Brock. Are we going, are we supposed to believe that this guy is going to beat him? There's one thing that I will say Ken Velasquez is a legitimate tough guy. Like he's, right. re- he is legitimately a tough guy strong a son of a bitch however <laughs> however um velasquez in his last pay-per-view match got knocked out within the first 30 seconds like his his image is not as um his his image is not as glowing as brock's is because brock i guess was smart enough to to jump out of MMA before he completely, before he started his, his, his downslide, which is why people still see him as, as a beast. Um, do you have any thoughts on Velasquez in and about himself? And his appearance? Um, I've seen some of his work in AAA, some of the, the, the kind of matches that he's had. He looks impressive for being someone who's just jumped into the wrestling game, but to have him come out like that and overshadow your world champion didn't make sense to me it just to get national media attention oh kane velasquez is showing up to challenge brock for the world championship really like this guy has a knee injury and we're supposed to to make to believe that he can go in there and dominate brock right off the start it just it it didn't make sense to me they just wanted to get the mainstream attention set you could tell that they were, they were really on with the main street you have aaron andrews showing up backstage doing interviews you have Tyson Fury with his little confrontation with Braun Strowman. Then you have uh, them showing, you know, celebrities at ringside. And then you have the whole Cain Velasquez at the end. It just, yeah, it was just a little, it was just disappointing to me. And then having them not mention Kofi at all. It's just, he just lost the title. He, he was having the, one of the strongest runs in the, in WWE history, in my opinion, yeah. as the champion. And he gets squashed in five seconds and he's not mentioned once. And that whole segment, just so they can get Kane out there and throw some fists at Brock. It's just, uh, didn't really care for I it. I think only, like, as far as the world title, the WWE title goes, I think only AJ Styles maybe, you know, you could make an argument that you, you could, you, there'd be there'd be a compelling argument to say, you know, who had the better run, AJ Styles' last run or, or Kofi. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and, and there would have been a way for Velasquez, 
there could have been a much better way to bring this about. And I was talking uh, talking about this with with Sean last night on the Fightful recap. The if you're going to do the Rey Mysterio thing, by the way, I don't think people are talking enough about how much of a bitch Rey Mysterio looks like for having brought down someone to fight his battles for him. Rey Mysterio yeah. Jr., legitimate wrestling legend, like a legitimate one, a mm-hmm. world, former world champion, former U, U.S. champion, former tag team champion. He's done it all. And he's going to bring a dude to fight his battles? Are you shitting me? Anyway. Yeah. Um, but the... If, they're, if you're going to do, go down that route and you want to do the route of Rey Mysterio bringing someone out to to to, to screw with, with, with Brock, have Velasquez cost Brock the match. You don't need the title in this circumstance. You don't need the title to tell the Velasquez-Lesnar story. You don't. You don't Absolutely. need the universal title. And you have Kofi retain the title in a fishy way. Brock still looks strong and untouchable because goddamn, right? That you need Brock yeah. to stay strong and untouchable. And it's you set it up that way. It would have everything would have made much more sense. And I don't think we'd be around going like this us to this morning. You know, kind of <laughs> right. You're, 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 and Sean Ross Sapp, I believe, tweeted out that, and he made a good point. Did this feud need a title? Did it, did it really need the world championship involved? No. There's a story already with Kane and Brock that they don't need the title. I guess they needed it to bring it to the next level. But why did they need this? And you're right. They could have had Ray's music hit. Brock gets distracted. Oh, oh, it's oh shit. It's Kane Velasquez showing up. Kofi, you know, hits him with the trouble in paradise or whatever have you. Rolls him up, do whatever, and beats him. It didn't need to go down the way they did. And just to me, it's an overreaction by WWE just to get these sports guys involved in their promotion. It just, that's the stuff I don't like. Right. If you, a few fun chats here where the, this morning people are, people are, are, are alive on a Saturday morning. That's great. Um, uh, Benoit says, I guess that Fox and Saudi money is what di- dictate, what is what's dictating current WWE decisions. Aaron's Jace fan is here. How you doing? He says the last hour was about boxing and MMA on a wrestling mm-hmm. show. Vape Ross vape as well. And the chat says, is, uh, is the WWE a rest home for MMA fighters? <laughs> Which is, uh, yeah, you, you would think next is what Conor McGregor. They're going to go after uh, Rob Gronkowski. They're going to try to get all these former sports guys that have retired or, are just down and out and they're going to bring them into the WWE. It's just ugh. pretty much. And we have, 1000 of 1001 OF clips how you doing welcome to the to the chat says just came from watching the fightful smackdown review and I get to watch some more Warren Hayes and my main man Tony What's up Marion Watson us. I want to say hi to our boy. Anthony Davis and Robert Soltrin who are in the chat as well what fantastic crowd this morning okay well listen we've talked about we've talked about Fox Smackdown might as well get into might as well start wrapping this show up. Yep, yep. Thank you for having me on. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So we're going to talk about the, the four currently announced matches. But you know what? Here, let's do something fun. And I, I didn't put this in the outline. It just came to me, Tony. Let's do it. <laughs> we have we have four matches announced right now. If If we were to add, let's say, one or two more matches. If you were to add one or two more matches based on 
And I'm sorry I'm blindsiding you with this. I would have given you time to prepare. But hey, spontaneity. Hey, I like it. That's what you got to do. Uh, you got to be ready. <laughs> if you were to use like the the current the, the current setup of um uh, the current crop of wrestlers, the feuds that have been around, um if you were to add one or two matches to this card, what would you add to Hell in a Cell tomorrow? Uh you would probably have to add Bobby Lashley Rusev mm -hmm. since of what happened at Monday Night Raw with Lana showing up and having that little hump party with Lashley to end Raw. You would have to assume that you'd get that, maybe that match <laughs> little. Uh, on Hell in a Cell. I'm trying to think of another feud that's going on that you would put on the, maybe a tag team title match. You just had Heavy Machinery give it to Dolph and Rude. Maybe give them a rematch. I mean, the um, Revival were on SmackDown last night. They're the SmackDown tag champions and they were relegated to a lumberjack match and i hate lumberjack matches Full yeah disclosure. it just <laughs> um you know what i could only really think of one match to add onto that card with the current fuse that are going on um maybe nakamura and ali mustafa ali you could maybe go that route they had their little feud going on with smackdown that's a fantastic um, idea i i the WWE has done such a poor job these last couple of weeks of building feuds and storylines because of a stupid draft that it's hard to even add more matches onto this card, even if you wanted to. We have some suggestions in the chat. And chat, yes, do feel free to, to add in your suggestions. What should we add? Or if you were booking WWE Hell in a Cell tomorrow, who would you add? We have Benoit who says a lot on a pole match. <laughs> <laughs> and Vape Ross Vape. That's Tiger Woods versus AJ Styles. You know, if you're going for that crossover appeal, there you go. Yeah, you put put Woods with AJ Styles. AJ would get a great match out of a wet sack of potatoes. So that'd be absolutely that would actually work. Kristen says Ember Moon versus Oscar. That would be oh, something. Yeah. That would be unbelievable. Would but be, they'd probably put that on the pre-show. Knowing WWE, knowing them, um, I would put. Baron Corbin versus Chad Gable. Okay. C Cable versus uh, Cable. Gable versus Corbin. If they were a couple, that would be their couple name, though. <laughs> um, they, uh, f for my money, they've had the most interesting feud, the best mm -hmm. built feud in over the past couple of months in WWE. It's worked out perfectly. I think they've they've done a fantastic job. Short jokes aside. They did a, a, a wonderful job at building Gable as an underdog, Corbin as the disgusting, despicable heel, um, and uh, just letting them run with it. Uh, and yes, Cable has lost twice, you know, but he did the second time he lost because of a, a scepter shot to the head. That's mm -hmm. something you only hear in wrestling, by the way. <laughs> um, and, uh, and you feel that there's still gas to it because they work really well together. They have chemistry. It's a fun feud. And both guys are getting over more because of it. But Gable just getting over period. And Corbin is, it, it, it's, it, it's improving. Definitely go, going up there. Um, and, and I, I would say, you know, put, uh, I'd, I'd give another, I'd give another shot to, uh, to the uh, Kabuki warriors for the, women's tag team titles and actually have them win just just mix up the title scene a bit i mean there's you could hot potato the the the, the women's titles it doesn't matter you just have to give them a reason to 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 yeah you have to give the titles a reason to move around and to exist really so yeah that's what it seems like when someone wins those titles they have them for uh 
a couple of months. And so I guess they establish a new team mm -hmm. that they feel comfortable with. Yeah, you're right on that. And Baron Corbin and Chad Gable, yes, they've been putting on some classics. But how about Baron Corbin? He has really uh, became something with this King of the Ring tournament. Let's he had probably the one. I know Gable had an impressive. I, I, he didn't really face much of anybody because uh, of what happened over on the SmackDown side. But Baron Corbin had one hell of a King of the Ring run. Yes. Uh, he's he's become one of the top guys in the WWE. If you want to agree or not, I know a lot of people don't like him, but that's just that's you're not supposed to like him. That's him doing his job. Well, here's my. I don't think like I don't think Universal Champion Baron Corbin is ever going to be a thing. Okay. No. But I, I don't think that's, I, I don't think that's what his, what his role is, and I don't think, he, and I think he's okay with that. I, you know, his job is to get, is to get heat, that, and and he's been doing it well. But he's been doing it well since King of the Ring. I completely agree because they're letting the guy wrestle. They're letting mm -hmm. the guy have good matches. I don't know how the matches were produced in the last 18 months with his feuds with Seth and his feuds with, with Braun, which just churned out these incredibly dull, dull, lifeless matches where you're basically have, you have a, a, a cravat locked in for two minutes, two to three minutes. I like to call it the main event cravat. Um, like there's, I don't know why they, they, they let him do that because, you see what he did in the, in the King of the Ring tournament. And you're like, okay, this guy can go. And not only can he go and not only was he a heel, but he won every match cleanly. He didn't mm -hmm. use chair shots. He didn't use uh, uh, underhanded tactics to win. He just won clean every single time. So uh, I'm, he's converted me because I couldn't stand him. I, he, for me, it was legitimately go away, go away heat. Now I'm like, okay, uh, sure, bring him on, and if he's if he keeps having great matches like he's been having, and Chad Gable, well, Chad Gable had match of the year match of the year candidates on 205 Live against um, Jack Gallagher. Uh, we know he's fantastic, mm -hmm. so uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing him. And not only is he fantastic, and I'm I'm, I'm going to throw this to you to you just to get your ideas. He's. He, He's very charismatic. He knows how to work a microphone. He mm -hmm. has uh, he has comedic timing, and he has the Olympic pedigree. Does that sound like someone that used to be in WWE? A certain legend who won a certain medal with a certain neck that was broken in some places. I don't know why they're not uncorking Chad Gable on that level because he he literally is a modern day Kurt Angle. Right. Yeah, you're absolutely right on that. And and he's unbelievable in the ring. Yeah. Does he need some work on certain stuff? Yes. You know, he, he probably needs a little bit of mic work. But inside that ring, he is unbelievable. And the matches that he's had with Baron Corbin have been great. And I'm I'm glad that, you know, I knock on wood that WWE is finally seeing something in Chad Gable. Mm -hmm. And hopefully they don't just keep him around to do these stupid short jokes all the time with him <laughs> and actually do something with Chad Gable for a change. For sure. I want to say hi to Babaruski who jumped, jumped into the chat. Hey, Babaruski. Um, Aaron Jade's fan, uh, a few a few match ideas that popped into the to the chat here. We have uh, Aaron Jade's fan who talked about the Kabuki Warriors versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. So great minds think alike. Digital Lizard, how you doing? <laughs> Welcome to the chat. Says AJ's open challenge answered by John Morrison. 
Um, and uh, we also have a call for Cedric Alexander versus Styles again, which I'd be okay with. The the they work mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely well together. Jay King, how you doing? Chad versus Baron would be great addition to the Hell in a Cell. Um, give AOP a match, says Anthony Davis. Sure, have them run in and destroy the rival so that Chris Spezak can bust a <laughs> bust a couple of. Uh, oh, he would love that. Um, Leo Rush versus Drew Gulak, maybe. Yeah, that that would also be that. That's in the cards, actually. Um, Vape Ross Vape says Orton versus the NAACP. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, and we do have a couple of calls for Ember versus Asuka as well that Kristen called out earlier, and that would be fantastic because they had a great match in NXT. Um, so uh, there we go. So, so now that we speculated about matches that could be added let's talk about those who have been added i'm going to tell them I'm, we're going to go through them in reverse order as they're presented on wwe.com so this is not me editorializing and saying oh this match is, should be before no we're going bottom up we're going bottom up first match we're going to talk about is the most recent edition wwe <laughs> smackdown women's champion bailey is going to defend her title against charlotte flair um, I really like Bailey's heel turn because it is the most ambiguous and and uh, unconventional heel turn. She she's yes. uh, she's absolutely just you know it's like I I'm just doing this to protect my friend. I'm a I, you know I'm a good guy. I show you guys that you know you have to stick up for your friends. Shasta's my best friend, so I, you know, I look out for her. Why are you guys booing me? Why is everyone attacking me? Like she doesn't understand. <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? that she's been playing it very, very good. I, I've been enjoying Bailey as a heel. They've done a good job tell with me, her. I'll tell say me about that. It. What do you think about this match? The, the whole uh, thing, actually, because they have a feud. This is not the first time that they're going that they're going yeah, to fight. They, they've been feuding for a while now, and. You would. I'm actually surprised that they just now announced this match last night. I figured they would have been on the card already since all four of the ladies have been feuding and you have tag matches with them and everything. But the match, it, it should be good. Am I am I ready for Bailey and Charlotte to move on? Yes, I want to see Bailey actually face new opponents for a change. It seems like it's a revolving door of the same opponents every time she wrestles mm-hmm. someone. And I'm hoping after this draft in this hell in a cell match she'll still be the champ and we finally see her used against other people i'm just tired of seeing her face right. charlotte every single time because the uh let's not forget that the match at, uh that they had at uh, clash of champions ended very abruptly <laughs> yes <laughs> it, uh, it, the little turnbuckle shot it wasn't i mean it it worked for it worked for bailey and what they were trying to do with it but it was a very raw ending you know, and not a pay-per-view mm-hmm. conclusion. You know, the and the match, the match didn't build to anything. It was, uh, it was very, very there. And chat, let us know by the way, who you think is going to win this match? Is Bailey going to retain? Is Charlotte going to become a nine-time? What are we at? Someone in chat will figure it out. The number of times Charlotte is fifteen-time by now. <laughs> you never know with Charlotte winning the title all the time. Um, let's talk about Charlotte as well, though, uh, and. I'm, I want to get your thoughts off of this comment. Charlotte Flair being a babyface is the worst timeline. I agree. Her as a heel is is she's perfect as a heel. Charlotte should not be anything other than a heel. She plays that 
persona so perfectly and her trying to be a face just doesn't work out for her. She comes out really corny, in my opinion. Doesn't doesn't come out believable as a face. But when she's a hill, she really brings out that, excuse my language, bitch side of her. And it really, really plays off very, very well on TV. This character I'm right, right now on with Charlotte, I'm not really digging. Um, I know because she's probably the face of this feud right now. But I'm ready for the old Charlotte we got couple of months ago when she was just a savage heel and i mean look flares are flares are heels they just are Mm. even rick did his best work as as a heel that's just how it is um you get the impression that wwe just wants her to be a baby face they need her to to be like smiling and red carpeting and doing good morning america you know it's and it you feel like that's what they want you know, that's what they really, really want. But goddamn, when it comes to their stories, what they what they tell mm. Charlotte is superior in every way when she's, like you said, a bitch. <laughs> right. And why can't they have her be a hill and still go to Good Morning sure. America and do all these interviews? Yes. It, yes. It's. Oh, kayfabe, she's not going to be a heel on TV. Yeah. But you got to see past yeah. that. You got to understand what wrestling is all about. She could still be a hill and do all these interviews and stuff like that. I don't know why WWE, I guess because it's the Flair name, has to try to get her to be a face. It just never works out. I always hear people complain that they don't like this Charlotte face character. It just never never works works out. out. And, you know, the guy who plays Jon Snow on Game of Thrones doesn't go do media interviews going to, right all the time I spent (laughs) on the wall. You know, it's, exactly. it's like, come on, you know, it's, it, it, we're we th- that disconnect exists now. Kayfabe is dead. It's fine. I want to say hi to right. um, Darren, Darren Kirkby, who's in the chat. We're doing this early enough for his UK ass to be able to watch this <laughs> right now. Dale Campbell, how you doing? <laughs> A lot of people calling for Charlotte to win. Um, uh, Darren, uh, Anthony Davis says Bailey wins with the help of Sasha. We've got a lot of uh, Charlotte winning, Charlotte winning. Kristen Ashley says it's a record nine times. She's a record nine time uh, uh, champion going on 10. Jeez. Yeah. Vape Ross. Vape it's says, still her very young career God, for yeah, Charlotte. Yeah. Dang. Yes. Yes. Vape Ross. Vape says Bailey in a sneaky win. So, you know, there's there's a bit of everything. There's a, there's a bit of everything. And 1001 OF clips says in Charlotte's eyes she's not a face or a heel just the queen woo hey that was pretty good good. I've been rehearsing so hard (laughs) (laughs) um so there so there we go so uh well let's wrap this up then who do you think is coming out on top here uh I want to say Bailey, but I'm going to go Charlotte. I think they're going to go Charlotte, move her to SmackDown uh, with the draft come up next week, have another flair, you know, on the big time show. So I'm going to go Charlotte flair beats Bailey uh, tomorrow night. This is going to be a tricky one, isn't it? It's going to be really, really tricky uh, because the draft is coming up and it's really once the draft that once the draft is all set up, that we're really going to get a a better picture of what they're going to try and do and Mm -hmm. resume. Uh, it's a hard, it's a, it's a difficult one to call, but I'm going to go with Bailey because I think she's doing good work. I think there is a way for her to, uh, I, I like she, 
pardon my language, she's been eating shit over the past few <laughs> matches. Like she's been taking the beating. Honestly, they've been doing a lot of, and uh, this is something, by the way, that I have to get rid of when I speak. You know, starting a, starting a sentence by saying, honestly, as if everything else I say is, isn't, <laughs> you know? So I have, that's one thing I'm trying to curb. Um, but Charlotte has, uh, sorry, Bailey, uh, in the tag matches that they've been having, her and Sasha, against Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross and against um, Becky and Charlotte. She's been the MVP of these matches. She's been eating the offense. She's been doing all the work so that Sasha just has to tag into a couple of moves then tag back out. Bailey has been the woman as far as... Yeah, she's been the workhorse sure. in, that, in that tag absolutely. team. In the, yeah, absolutely. So, you know... Oftentimes there's a reason, you know, why, you know, the, the, the champions or what will, 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 you know, will take that kind of beating and then will come out. I, I kind of feel just by that type of booking that she's going to come out on top. Charlotte, I, Charlotte doesn't need the title. You know what I mean? She does. She does. She just doesn't. And I think there's more gasoline on this that can be poured on this uh, Bailey fire right now. I think there's still more gas to this. Gas, gasoline, fight. Look, I'm all over the place this morning. And just had <laughs> I, I, I agree. I, and I hope they go the route that you're saying. I really do hope they have Bailey uh, win tomorrow mm -hmm. night. But it feels like the, the, knowing the WWE, they're going to have their big names sure. on that SmackDown show. And you would have to expect Rick, uh, Charlotte Flair being one of them. So I'm, I'm going to have to go with her winning tomorrow sure. night. Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns are teaming up. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. <laughs> Shake, Shake my, my hand. hand God damn it. This <laughs> is Eric Rowan and Luke Harper. Uh, let's just get this out of the way. We're happy Luke, Luke Harper is back on TV. Yes. Absolutely. Great to see him back. Um, look, I'm just going to look. Roman Reigns beat Eric Rowan last night on, on SmackDown Live. And mm. Tony, give me a reason to care about this match now. <laughs> the only reason to care about this match is Daniel Bryan is going to turn on Roman Reigns. Oh, you think? I think this. I think this is all a, uh, for, uh, a smoke screen with Daniel Bryan. I don't think he's really being attacked by Luke and uh, Rowan. I think this is all a plan, and I think Daniel Bryan turns on Roman Reigns. I think it's going to be one of those competitive matches for a little bit, and then Daniel Bryan turns the switch and uh, turns on Roman. So, so basically, what you're saying here is that it was Daniel Bryan all along, Roman. It was. Yep, Daniel Bryan, the mastermind of this whole plan, I think is going to be revealed tomorrow kinda night. I want a mask at this point or a hood, right? A cloak. Ha <laughs> 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 Roman! <laughs> oh, that would be fantastic. And, and, and you know Daniel Bryan would pull it off, right? He'd, yes, he would. He would do such a great be, job at the, it. The greatest, greatest thing. Um, yeah, if... It, it this this feud is a hard sell for me like roman versus eric rowan it, it's always been a hard sell i'll give eric rowan his due he he tries he tries mm -hmm. really really hard and every week since his uh since his solo venture he's uh he's tried to he's done his best to mix up his offense he's always been adding a little something new to it uh and he's he, you know, it's it's never just been flatline, big uh, big guy stuff. He's he's been trying to do stuff, and that I appreciate. I much more, I much appreciate 
I appreciate much more, excuse me, a wrestler who, even if he's not a work rate champion a la AJ Styles or uh, or uh, 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 or Cedric Alexander or Chad Gable, if he's at least trying to mix up what he's doing, and it's the same thing with Baron Corbin over the course of his run as, uh, uh, over the course of the, 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 the King of the Ring tournament. If they're trying to mix it up, to add some things to their offense, I can I can appreciate that, and it just makes me like them a little more. Yeah, he's, you know, him being with Daniel Bryan, he was really kind of handcuffed on what he could do. He didn't talk very much. When Al, being by himself, he's really kind of opened the door of, oh, Rowan can do this. Oh, Rowan can do yep. that. He, wow, I didn't know he can do that. And, yeah, he's not <laughs> going to bring you into the crowd or spy you into the seat and, and watch him oh, for sure. uh, in a match. But he he's he's done a great job. Like you said, he's you could tell that's not something that he's probably comfortable doing, being by himself, and maybe that's why they brought Luke back. But they, he's done a pretty good job being by himself and do, and being a, put in a big-time spot, feuding with Roman Reigns. I, I think he's done a really, really good job. And you're right. you got to give him some credit going out there and doing what he's doing, promos and putting on these matches for someone who really wasn't doing this for before. Sure. Uh, there's people agreeing with you in the chat, uh, Tony, by the way, regarding uh, uh, Daniel Bryan turning. Hey, yeah. And Bob Ruski even call, is going to call it a bludgeoning. <laughs> wink, go. wink. Good old Bob Let us know, chat, who you think is going to win here. Like, it's one thing Daniel Bryan turning on Roman, but he can turn at any given moment. Uh, I just, uh, I just, I'm very disappointed that uh, I don't care about one fourth of the card. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 bad. It's it's really but, bad. But, but I mean, if if I have to pick, well, I think uh, you know, I think we're going to go. I, I think we're going to go with Roman and Daniel Bryan. And if there's a turn that's going to be happening, it's going to be after the match. Okay. What okay. Think. What do you think? Fair point. Uh, I think it happens during the match. I think Daniel Bryan, either you know, Roman maybe tried to go for that tag, and Daniel Bryan jumps off the apron type of thing, and. Then you go, oh, my God, what is Daniel Bryan doing? And you maybe do that route. I, I don't know. I, I just feel like I'm going to go Rowan and Harper with uh, the help of Daniel Bryan turning on. Sounds Rose. good. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens. Aaron Jace fan compares it to Flair and Sting at Halloween Havoc in 1995. Flair and Sting. Throwback. Flair and Sting, baby. That's all. That's been the basis of their relationship, really. <laughs> uh, next, let's talk about the one of our two Hell in a Cell matches: Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks for the Raw Women's Championship. Uh, um, I have thoughts, <laughs> but but I'd like to I I'd like to hear yours first because you're the guest. Uh, <laughs> the um. Tell me about tell me about this feud. Tell me about Sasha and Becky. Tell me t uh, overall feelings. How do you feel about uh, Sasha and Becky going at it in Hell in a Cell? Basically, um, I'm sure it'll be a good match. I'm sure we'll probably see some some really pretty cool spots, maybe possibly. Um, I don't care about this feud. I really don't. I feel like this is just another feud to get Becky Lynch over. Um, I hope they don't. I hope they go the route of Sasha winning, but I, I'm not into this shoot. I'm ready. I, I'm, I want to see fresh faces. That's all I want. Yeah. You know, the women's division is so talented. 
but they're they only show us just a handful. Mm-hmm. And I'm ready for them to go off to fresh faces in the in the women's division. This match should be good. I I have no doubt about that. Just feelings towards this feud, I have none. I don't. I'm not. I don't care for it at all. The, uh, yeah, uh, th- this is the. Uh, you know, I, I I agree with you. This is the kind of match where. <clears throat> um, this is the kind of match where, despite the fact that I think I feel. Like the the buildup, the feud in and about itself was not very good. I think the match itself has the possibility of just living in this little bubble, and 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 just being amazing uh, because because Sasha Sasha and Becky are fantastic women's wrestlers. They're really mm-hmm. really really good at what they do, and there's a reason why they're called the Four Horse Women, and there's a reason why these four women were put on the first SmackDown on Fox in the first match. And there's a reason why Becky Lynch was the first wrestler you saw last night as well. It's because right. they're, they're fantastic. They're fantastic personalities. They're fantastic athletes. They're fantastic wrestlers. I'm going to, I'm going to pause it. Uh, uh, give maybe uh, uh, give a theory as to why you, as to why okay. you don't care about this feud, because I don't either. I care about the match. I don't care about the feud. But I'll give you a, a thought here. Sasha's booking. Sasha's been booked as a chump since coming back. Right. She did one. Her arrival was mwah, cordon blue. It was fantastic. Mm. Comes in, beats the shit out of Natalia, beats the shit out of Becky with a chair. And then after that, she starts cutting the, the those iffy promos. And Sasha has ne- her promo work has never been her strong suit. I think we I think we can all yeah. agree on that. She's okay, but it's not her strong suit. Very iffy promos, backstage stuff, and she has not looked strong in most of the matches that she's had. Yes, she's been winning by DQ. She's been uh if she's been in tag matches, she's been she hasn't been taking the pins, but she's always been flat on her back or not always, but a lot of times she doesn't look strong. And the thing with Becky Lynch is that Becky Lynch looks strong. She acts strong. She's a credible champion, you know, as far as someone that you can say, yeah, she's going to beat your ass. And what people got excited for when Sasha returned was like, here's someone who can beat Bailey's ass because Sasha can be hardcore. But she's not acting hardcore. This is not on Sasha. Of course, this is creative. This is booking. This is not on Sasha herself. She has been, hasn't been placed in a position where she looks really, really strong that you can consider her a threat to Becky. This is what Charlotte feels like in regards to Becky. You put Charlotte and Becky, even though we've been to the well so many times with it, but you put those two together and you're like, they're going to tear it up. This is one of the reasons why it worked so well with Ronda Rousey because Ronda Rousey feels like a threat. Sasha doesn't feel like a threat. She was booked like a chump and that's disappointing because Sasha Banks is fantastic and she can turn it up and she can be really, really violent if she needs to be, but they're not letting her do it. So all the build up until this point has just been, eh, all right. And and I agree, you know, uh, they're probably just setting it up so that Becky goes over again. I, 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 you make a great point there. And 
Sasha Banks, we've seen how she was in NXT. She was the boss. She was the bitch. She was very savage. And once they moved her to WWE, it seems like they haven't brought her back to that route again. And like you said, when she faced, she came back with uh, during an Italia interview, she beats the shit out of her. She beats the shit out of Becky uh, and then has this kind of cold-hearted promo the next night. And it, you really think, oh, my goodness, they're really going to go a different route with her. And then they go to to where she's a chump, like you said, where Bailey's doing the majority of the work, and it seems like Bailey's the leader of these two, t- uh, two uh, with her and and, sure. and Sasha. It just doesn't doesn't really make sense to me. And you're right, they don't they with Ronda and Charlotte. You felt like they had a chance because of their uh, their, their badass and and they make them look really credible in the ring and 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 so forth. But with Sasha, yeah, you're right. She's she's looked like a little priss. She, she's very Coward. Yeah. You don't know. You don't expect her to win on Sunday night. It would be a complete yeah. shock. And by the way, chat, let us know who you think is going to win in the this Hell in a Cell match. Becky, does Becky retain? Does Charlotte, uh, Sash, Sasha, excuse me, does she become the new Raw Women's Champion? That that's the thing. Like, if you want, if I get, I I get the cowardly heel thing. That's fine. And sometimes it mm-hmm. works, but it depends on who you're fighting against, who your champion is. Becky wants to fight. Becky says, "Look, all I want to do is fight." And I will take anyone else, uh, anyone else. I'll slap, the, I'll slap your head off, you, you dopes. You know, whatever. I mean, those are lines that I like. She, she does remind us a lot of Stone Cold. You know, and Stone Cold's best feuds have always been against guys who are like, you know what? I'm gonna do my best to stand up to you, not just book it every time you hit the ring. That's what Sasha's been doing. Why wouldn't? And Sasha right. comes back. She beats, uh, she beats Becky down with a chair, and then after that, it's like, no, 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 don't touch me. It. it it just it doesn't make sense. And and when Sasha came back and I said it on my show, when Sasha came back, I was like, finally, this here is the feud that Becky needs needed since winning the title at WrestleMania, because the Lacey Evans thing didn't do it for her. Oh, Natalia, yeah. Natalia the match at SummerSlam was great, but that, that was it. But this was the feud that Sasha needed. Uh, that Becky needed to really elevate to be, to to, to make her make her feel like she's a big deal, but it's not happening mm-hmm. because of how they're booking Sasha, which doesn't make sense to me. Right, and and like you said, the cowardly heel. You know, you have Brock Lesnar, one of the baddest heels in the in the in the WWE. Even him can show a coward mm-hmm. sign. We saw you know when night. someone's trying to go and attack him, he runs out we of the it, ring. We, That's a cowardly. We saw yeah. it last night. Cowardly Velasquez heel comes move. to the ring and he's like. Yeah. I'm out of here. You know, it doesn't make him look like a chump or nothing. Just being a coward, you know. And and but you know, when Brock wants to be that asshole, he can be that asshole. But it seems like with Sasha, it's night and day from how they booked her in NXT sure. as the boss. She came down with the with the SUV and the bodyguards, and she was grabbing uh, little girls' headbands off their head, and she was just this complete savage, and then they watered her down so I'm, bad in the WWE. I'm glad you brought that up. That's uh, that's absolutely, that, that's spot on. Do you think that this feud deserves to be in a hell in a cell? Uh, the way that they've gone with it, yeah, because of the, the, the chair shots and stuff, but in all aspects, no. No. I don't think that sells needed. They're just, oh, let's put these two women in here because it's going to grab, you know, the fans' attention. That's some, really the only reason why they have those two ladies in the ring. I don't think it needs a sell um, at all. Who do you think is coming out on top of this one? I want to say Sasha Banks, but Becky Lynch. I think so, too. 
this yeah the the this to me this car is so predictable except for the main event yeah yeah and let's talk about it let's talk about the main event then let's uh let's go right into there's uh um yeah, let's talk about it. Yeah, there's a lot of people saying, well, you know, Kristen, Kristen in the chat says, um, uh, Kristen says, I want Sasha to be to be winning, you know? Yeah, uh, that would be that, nice. That would be nice. But uh, look, unless the title makes her, look, you know, we'll see what happens, right? We'll see what happens. Main event time. Helen, the Helen is sell for the Universal Championship. Seth Rollins, the chimp, champ, chomp. Versus Bray Wyatt, aka the Fiend. Um, I, it's hard to argue that the Fiend is probably the hottest act in WWE right now. Absolutely. Uh, by the way, people are calling, uh, are saying in the chat that the Street Profits suck, and I know that's that's directed to you. Yeah, it's just there's respect, just disrespect. <laughs> How dare they say stuff like that? Let's be look. Quick segue. There's a there's a difference between the NXT Street Profits and the Raw Street Exa Profits. Yes, right? yes, yes, everyone. If you if you do not like the Raw Street Profits, I absolutely understand. But check them out on NXT. They're hundred percent different and they can go in the ring. Don't believe what everybody's saying about them on Twitter that they suck. Let them hopefully after what we saw on Wednesday, they'll finally get some TV time in on Raw. And I mean in the ring yeah. um, to show out how talented they, they really are. So there you go. Thank, Thank you. you. Um, so, okay. So hard to argue, right? Uh, the Fiend is the hottest act in WWE right now. Absolutely. Did you see the stuff that he was, uh, that's been going around that he did? The, the morning show? Showed up at the, yeah, the morning show. stayed in character. That man, how can you not have this man win the championship? I just don't understand how they would not go that route with him. I, the, uh, the, um, the, the I, I'm torn on this, right? I'm torn on this. Because I, I feel like it's rare that you'll hear the, these days say someone doesn't need the title. The, the Fiend doesn't need the title, right? And he has to be booked strong. He has to win. He has to win tomorrow, right? He has right? to. He has he to. Need the anyway. So on, on one end, I'm like, it's too soon. But then again, I'm how many times have we raised our fist in anger at WWE saying, damn you, WWE, listen to your audience. He's hot right. right now. Put the strap on him. And all points to them doing exactly that. I mean, this is W. This is a rare occasion where WWE is taking the pulse of the room and listening to it and just going for it. Sure. I'm, I'm okay with that. I, I'm honestly, I'm really, really torn because, uh, because I think that I, I'm a huge fan of what, of Brit. Full disclosure, I have always been a huge fan of Bray Wyatt. Even in the miserable 2018 run where he'd just babble Ugh. at the camera, I'm st I was still holding hope and like, it's okay, Bray. You're, you, you, we're just going to get over this hump together, man. And and then when you do, <laughs> you're going to get the SmackDown title again and everything's going to be cool, man, you know? I mean, it, it, I, I still held hope and I'm glad I did. Uh, and, yeah. and so, so, I mean, I just, I honestly just want the best for Bray Wyatt. I think he's, and I think he's found a niche here. He's found his calling in the company, basically his, his color where he will now be, uh, he'll now be considered legitimately as a, as a contender, as a, as a top tier, top guy. 
I agree. It, it just makes me a little bit nervous because we've seen what WWE has done with, with guys that they brought up and people start loving them and they just shoot them down right back to earth. And this, and I just don't want them to do that with the fiend. Yes. He needs to win this, uh, win the match tomorrow, uh, tomorrow night. No, he doesn't need the title. Yes. It's kind of a, you know, a hot start to a guy that just debuted about a month or two ago. And I don't feel like he needs the title. And I'm worried that how are they, if he does win it, are they going to start, overbooking him yeah. to where he's on raw all the time and showing up in person all the time. And how are you going to have him lose the title? And how are you going to, that's, that's the stuff that I'm worried about. If he does lose tomorrow night, I feel like this will kill all of his momentum that he's been building up these past couple of months. Well, what about you're you? Absolutely right. Part of the attraction of the fiend is when is he going to show up? That was, you know, right up until he started actually feuding with Seth Rollins. We didn't know when The Fiend was going to show up. Then he starts mm -hmm. slaughtering legends. And like, holy shit. Okay. This is, this is really good. Like, it's it's really, uh, it's really a Millennium Undertaker, right? Where he, that, right, that's yeah. exactly what it is. Taker didn't come out every week. And when Taker came out, there was, you know, he had his entrance. It's not as elaborate as it is today, but he still had Paul Bearer in front of him with the urn and he, you know, walk zombie like to the ring. It would all, it, there'd be this presence. And when he would show up, it would be an event. And it's even more of an event these days because of his legendary status. But that's what's, this is what's interesting about The Fiend. And this is what I feel is kind of just what made the feud with Seth a little tiresome is that. We know he'd show up at the end. Seth was in the main event. We knew he was going to show up. It just became mm -hmm. a, a little bit predictable. And then he'd show up. Yeah. He'd be, I'd still get excited to see him. But you know what I mean? It's, it was just like. Uh, it doesn't have that special feel exactly. anymore. Exactly. It doesn't. And when they're doing it every week, it's like, come on now, WWE. Don't, don't kill this. You know, you had something good here where we didn't know when he was going to show up or if we didn't show up, we still got a Firefly Funhouse episode, which is absolutely still fine. We don't need to have the Fiend show up every week on no. Raw. That'll be overdoing it. That that's, kills that special character that he has there. Let's, and with this with this Rollins feud, I get it why they had him on there. You have to have him on SmackDown. You want to show him off to the world. I get it. But calm it down a little bit, WWE. We don't need him on the show no, every for week. sure. Um, and you know what's uh, what's interesting here? Um, I'm just pulling up, uh, just pulling up some stuff here. Um, uh, I'm like, I'm just, I'm, uh, apologies. I'm just trying to pull up here. Oh, um, you're okay. The, when Undertaker won his first title, cause they, they didn't, they didn't put a title on, on Taker the minute that he, the minute that he debuted. Because right. they, they let that breathe. I'm sorry. I'm not. Look, I'm I'm going to abandon this. Maybe someone in the chat can check it out for me. When when Undertaker debuted versus his uh, uh, his first uh, actual world championship, um, uh, and I would appreciate that. And I'll give you a big big winky face if you do. Oh, yeah, a winky face. Hey, there you go. A yeah. winky face. Can't complain about that. <laughs> so, um, oh well, I see someone in your chat said. SmackDown had 3.8 million viewers last oh, that, night. Wow. Okay. That's that's good. That's good for them. Thank you, Vase Ross. Vape <laughs> Ross Vape. Guys, by the way, let us know who you think is going to come out of this Hell in a Cell, Seth or The Fiend, as the 
Universal Champion. Let's talk about Seth Rollins a little bit. Are you part of the yeah. crew that thinks that Seth Rollins, uh, Seth Rollins' uh, run has been a little stale, a little boring, a little yes. beige? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think uh, once they got, I'm not blaming this on Becky, but once they kind of involved Becky and him together and they started announcing it that that they're together and all this stuff, it really seems to water down Seth Rollins a lot um, to where he, Becky's more the man than Seth Rollins. It just seems uh, – I, I don't – I'm not really digging this Seth Rollins character. I haven't – I'm not a big fan of face Rollins. I'm more of a heel Rollins mm -hmm. kind of guy. Um, and I really feel like his time as champ has, has gone extremely stale. Yeah. Uh, and it's surprising to see how many people actually um, agree with us on he's been, been he's become stellar. It seems like he's one of the top guys in the WWE, but it really seems like a lot of people are starting to dislike him more and more. The uh, what I hate about Seth Rollins is that he's stupid. <laughs> No, but, but that's Seth Rollins, the guy. We're being clear, right? I'm not, the last thing right. I want is... The character Seth Rollins. The, the, the last thing I want is Colby coming at my door here, knocking and you calling me stupid. And it's like, yo, dude, <laughs> it's fine. No, the, the character of Seth Rollins, right? He's a dummy. He, he's, he's a dummy. And he said it last week. He said, um, he said it last week. Uh, you know, I have, I have a lot on my plate. You know, I have the winner of the five-man tag team match to deal with next week. I, Braun, I don't have time to fight you. I have The Fiend coming up. I'm stacked. I'm overloaded. Oh, yeah. Don't forget Crown and Jewel, Crown too. Ju yes, that, that he started to, that he added on his plate. He's a moron. He, he Don't forget, this is the guy who got injured, right, at SummerSlam. Well, not at SummerSlam, uh, previous to that, uh, um, where Brock Lesnar injured him. And then he comes down to the ring taped up and then... Uh, uh, I'm coming to beat you up, Brock. And Brock just beats it's him up some more. I'm like, you're such a fucking moron, Seth. I don't <laughs> respect that. I'm like, oh, he's got grit. He's got heart. No, he's got no brains. He's a moron. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to cheer for an idiot. And what there's there were there's flashes, especially before Seth won the universal title again. He, he, there were the, or for the first time, he, uh, there were flashes of him being a scrappy, and I like to call them scrappy baby faces. You know, where he's, where he's like, you know what? I don't care about taking the quick shortcut here. But like when he won the title against Brock at WrestleMania with the nut shots, I was like, this, yeah. I, I, I kind of like that. I like that little part of, of Seth Rollins. It's still like Seth Rollins. His face, his heel influences are still there. He, it's still part of him. Mm -hmm. But I hate, I, I hate how they're establishing him as this, you know, this. Oh, I will overcome everything with my grit and my resilience. It's like, no, Seth, you're a dummy. And if, if, if you, if you, this is what I hope. And I'm, I'm going right ahead into my prediction here. All right, let's hear it. To me, there is. The, the the fiend has to win tomorrow and i think that the, and i think the story if you're going to be smart about it the story of the reason seth rollins loses is because he overdone it he overdid it he had too much on his plate he overworked himself 
He wasn't able to focus properly on the fiend and the fiend capitalized on it. I think that's what the story has to be. And I think that's how the fiend wins. If the fiend doesn't win, he has to effectively murder Seth Rollins and Hell in a Cell. That's the only, that's the only other outcome. If you were going to have the fiend lose, how do you book him to lose? Do you, does it take a curb stomp? I would think you would have to do something so crazy to the fiend that that would take him like a off throw off the cell or something crazy to have the fiend lose. I I cannot see him lose to three curb stomps. Yeah, yeah I'm no. sorry, I cannot see that happen. He, he has to keep getting back up, right? Curb stomping, right? Yeah, he crawls back up because that's the thing. He's a horror movie monster. He's he right. You know yes. he's. Freddy Krueger. He's not human. He's not human. You know, it's it's this different side of 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 uh, Bray Wyatt, and you have to think that it's going to take a lot more to take. Like with the Undertaker, it took a little bit more to to put down the Undertaker than the usual wrestler. This is the same way. The Fiend is not, you know, he's some monster. It's gonna it should take more than curb stomps and super kicks and all this stuff to put him down. I'm gonna tell you the one thing that I I, I hope. The one thing that I hope we don't get is an un, is a no contest in Hell in a Cell where they like throw the yeah, match I don't know. <laughs> because it's stupid because then it devalues what mm-hmm. a Hell in a Cell is because it, absolutely it, and and I kind of feel that that might be a road that they're going to go down when I say you know that the Fiend has to effectively kill Seth Rollins to to end the match you know that's what I mean if he's so brutal he does something un, you know unimaginable unfathomable like. Hanging, hanging. So you're you're, you're saying that maybe um, he they, he throws this this is example here. He throws them off the cage onto tables. Yeah. You're thinking the refs stop the match. They do the whole type of they just kind of gurney him out of there. Exactly. The end of the night and then the fiend, the fiend is in the ring and he's satisfied. He got what he wanted. He wanted to hurt you know some sort of stupid shit like that. And then you know Seth holds yeah. on to the title because the match was thrown out. And 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 if they do do that, I'm not buying it because every wrestler who has been thrown out the cage. Uh, and onto tables has got back into the cage to continue the match. Yeah, we've seen a lot worse. Um, and I, there's no way they should stop this match unless there's something, you know, drastic, have broken leg, arm, something around those lines. I agree with you. <laughs> Face Rob Vape in, Vape in the chat says, Rambling Rabbit does a run in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> imagine that. With a carrot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that oh, man, imagine be, that. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, Digital Lizard, thank you for checking out. He says Undertaker debuted in 1990 on November 19, 1990. Never lost for a year, then beat Hogan at Survivor Series uh, a, a year later, November uh, 27, 91. So you see a full year of Taker before uh, of, of Taker winning matches and scaring the shit out of people before putting a title on him. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, his first title reign was relatively short, but you know they still they still took their time with it. Um. So yeah, so so basically, so yeah, so I think I think the, the fiend the fiend cannot not win. Um, I think that's what has to happen. Uh, what do you think, Tony? I have to think fiend wins. I don't see any other way they could go this route unless, like you said, they stop the match because the fiend does something wild to Seth Rollins. And if they stop the match, uh, it's stupid. Yeah, absolutely. Why the hell would you stop a hell in the cell match? It, sh- it shouldn't be stopped in the first place. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go the fiend, but I'm gonna go what you said by stoppage. I think they stopped Blech. the fight. Blech. I put that out into the universe. Now there's a chance for it to become true. Sorry, guys. I, I really, 
you it's a you make it's a great idea it's not a great idea but it's a great point of way to keep Rollins the champion but look make the fiend look unbelievable yeah. uh, tomorrow night <clears throat> excuse me so I usually like to um wrap up these prediction shows by saying so the the pay-per-view tomorrow what do you think is it gonna be good is it gonna be bad are the but I mean there's four matches <laughs> I'm just going to go with low expectations because when I go to WWE pay-per-views with low expectations, usually they're pretty good. So I'm going to go with low expectations, not good tomorrow. You're going to be watching it live, yeah? Yes, I will be watching it live. We'll be live tweeting and we'll be live right afterwards. So if you guys uh, want to talk wrestling after the Hell in the Cell pay-per-view, uh, jump over to Twitch. Twitch, where, where and, on uh, Twitch? Come, Twitch is a big uh, place. Twitch.tv slash get the tables. You just hit the uh, search bar and hit get the tables right there. Easy. One, two, three will pop up and we go live right afterwards. And we're very interactive with the chat room. So we try to touch on everyone's opinions on uh, what you guys thought of the show. So if you guys want to talk Hell in a Cell with us, jump over to Twitch afterwards and uh, hang out with there us. There you go. Uh, and uh, otherwise, you can you can also fo- follow Tony on, on Twitter at get da tables, not the yes, da sir. tables. Uh, always, always asking people for their thoughts on all sorts of stuff with light tubes and people lighting themselves on fire and stuff like that. <laughs> oh yeah yeah that uh, that's it became a little bit of a popular thing sure. putting on what are your thoughts when you put on these death matches and it's 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 more about seeing the comments from people they're pretty funny yeah no it, it, yeah, pretty yeah, funny. absolutely and i mean you know the different strokes for different folks really yeah, absolutely you know it, the, it, va- vaporous vape in the chat who uh, and by the way thank you uh uh um, Ross, he as we were doing this, he became a, he uh, joined my my Patreon, and I appreciate that. Hey, there you go. Um, uh, he was saying earlier that this you know this is a such a fantastic time to be a wrestling fan, and mm-hmm. uh, and you know I've been watching wrestling uh, since uh, since I was a kid. You know, I you know I've been through it all in the '90s, the entire Monday Night Wars thing. This is there has never been a better time to have to be a fan to find what you like and wrestling that is to your taste. You don't have to put up with anything that you don't like. You can really just focus, laser focus on stuff that 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 you dig and just cut out the noise. Everyone has a streaming service or close to uh, I mean, it's just it's just a magnificent, magnificent time to to yeah you're absolutely enjoy right enjoy wrestling the, if, if you have all types of wrestling that you can watch now if you like light bulbs like you said you can go to fight tv and and check out their stuff that they usually have if you like you know wwe you got that aew nxt you got impact you have mlw you have all types new of wrestling japan. organizations new japan yes as well you have you know you can you can watch it's there's i can't believe i'm gonna say it there's too much wrestling you know it just it's a it's a really good time to be a wrestling fan. Just like Chuck Lopez, Digital Lizard, and we're gonna we're gonna this will be the last the last comment of the night in the chat says wrestling in 2019 more to complain about. Yeah, yes. <laughs> uh, Tony, that's, a, that's yeah, perfect. absolutely. Tony, I want to thank you so much for for taking the time on your Saturday morning to to join me. I know you even got your family to get the hell out of the house while you were doing this. Yeah, kick yeah, them out. So here. you know you can send the Starbucks bill to me. Um, but th- thank you, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. It was a great time. And you guys go uh, check uh, check him out on Twitter and on Twitch.tv/slash Get the Tables. It is a fun place to go 
listen uh, listen to wrestling and chat about wrestling. The, the guys do a fantastic job. And I want to thank everyone for joining us here as well on this Saturday morning uh, to talk about Hell in a Cell. Uh, hopefully the card grows until tomorrow. Maybe we're in for some surprises. We don't know, but that's happening tomorrow. So uh, we'll mm-hmm. be around to talk about that. He, Tony and I on uh, on Twitter, social media. You can find me on at youtube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. If you liked what you saw. And I want to and I want to thank you before you wrap it up for having me on the show. I really do appreciate it. I know we were supposed to have this happen a couple of months ago and just stuff went wrong. And I really do appreciate you uh, keeping your word and uh, having it's, me on the show. I really do appreciate that. And I hope we can do this again. Sure sometime. thing, man. It's been a pleasure to have you. Make sure to follow me on uh, right here on YouTube, on youtube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. If you haven't subscribed, why don't you? Give the video a like if you liked what you saw. I have a Patreon over at patreon.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes where there's all sorts of extra content popping up there. And of course, on Twitter at Mr. Warren Hayes. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you all so much for joining us this morning. And I'll see you next time. 